time for Halloween. Almost there. But we're in October. It's October time. That means tons of freaking horror movies. Uh, fellas. You didn't tell us when to unfreeze. When I did it, I thought. Oh. Oh, okay. You want, you want to do it again? No, no, again. no, that's fine. No, that's just fine. Okay, fuck it. Welcome back to the show, audience. Uh, I'm me, that's him, and that's him. Yeah. And we, right. we got movies. We got a movie and a shorter movie to talk about tonight. Yeah. So, but, to celebrate the start of October, we're getting into... Libra season, cinema. baby. Libra season. Libra season. Libra season. Gang. <laughs> My birthday. I'm a Libra. Chase is a Libra. Chase is a Libra. Libra. Uh, my birthday's coming up soon. Excited. Chase's birthday. Nice. Very excited. Uh, if you guys are feeling feeling nice, you should get him a gift. Oh, you won't. Yeah, Venmo him sixty bucks. You won't. You won't get me a gift. Bet. Uh. As if, dude. Um, before we jump into the the show, we have to give a shout out. Definitely. Yes, we do. We gotta give yes, a shout do. out. Give a shout there out to Down Under. <laughs> <laughs> give him a big old shout give, out. We gotta give a special shout out to a fellow fan of the show. I think probably our only fan. Our only fans. We have only fans? Fuck yeah. We have, we have an only Dude, fan. we have an only fans. Wait, hold on. We, yeah, I, it's I an R- 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 RFTW only fans. <laughs> it's all of us. <laughs> RFT, RF. RFTW NSFW. That's yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. That's uh, it. It's free, so- but with twenty dollars a month, we can provide you some premium wholesale content to fulfill your premium desires. Wholesale. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how OnlyFans works. I need man. a drink. Okay, what are we drinking still? Uh, I have a Mark's Hard Lemonade. I have my last uh, Heineken. This is. Blushing Bear Rosé from Kyle McLaughlin's Winery in Walla Walla. Is it nice. Kyle McLaughlin? Is that the is is the that the uh, the Kyle McLaughlin? The yeah. Oh okay, cool. Sweet. Yeah. Um, cool. So, so, okay. Well, now that we have these, let's let's raise a toast to the beginning of the season. Ah, happy October. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Ding 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 ding. Ding 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 ding. So let's get into what we came here to do. Word. We are talking. Oh, we, oh, haven't we didn't. Given a shout out. We haven't done a we... shout out to our boy down under. Yeah, hold so... it, hold it. Our boy down under. Special shout out to Tyler Rollinson, um, fan of the show. Binged watch all episodes in like a day or two. Good guy. All day. Good man. In one day. I don't know. He he. Uh... I sent him the podcast, and then literally like two days later, he's like, binged all the episodes. From so. eaten alive to now, that's. Did he go? Did, did he man. say, "Oi, mate, love your shit"? From down under. He, he did say. He, uh, he did say, "Mate." Really? So he's a, he's a genuine. Yeah. I actually I so here's you want to hear a funny a funny like kind of side story. Yeah, so, sure. Lucy, yeah. stop it, you little asshole. Good story. Um, uh, anyway, it. so I play uh, I play this game online called Elite Dangerous. If it's a space game. It's pretty fun. Yeah, it's pretty good. fun. But um, I joined a uh, like a group um, that's like has an actual like spot in this in this one to one scale of our galaxy, and uh, we run this area. But it happens to be that majority of the people are from Australia, 
And for the longest time, I was the only non-Aussie there, so... Wow. Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty cool guys. I kind of... I dig them. How much... How much... Uh, Australian slang did you pick up? None. Since you start- no, I don't. None. I don't play online with them a lot. I've only. I only played online with them like maybe three or four times. But um, I- they say cunt a lot. Um, they say, "Oh, you yeah. wee cunt!" <laughs> rate my rate my uh, rate my accent. Um, what's his name? What's the guy's name? Uh, Tyler. 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 Tyler yeah. Rate my accent, Tyler. Oi, ya daft cunt. Daft is more British. You're trying. Rated M for mature. Um, Look how massive my fucking hand looks, dude. Look at this. Look at this. Looks like the Infinity Gauntlet. I know. (laughs) I'm not this big, I swear. That looks huge. It's just a small The camera adds 10 pounds. Everyone says that. Get to my fucking hand? (laughs) To your hand. I think it's just this really tiny bottle. Yep. That's what it is. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to buy. We um, should get you a forty of Mike's hard next time. We'll send one to you. I'll piss it all out before we leave. For just for you guys. Okay, what Wait are we talking about, Nick? Your movies. Okay, okay. These are my picks. I'm kicking off our month of horror movie reviews. We are doing a feature film and a short film every week of the month, and we're going in a sequence. And I'm leading off this. I'm leading off this adventure into yes, terror. Yes, sir. We are talk. We're talking about the 2014 short film Blue Season, and then we are talking about John Carpenter's 1980 ghost movie, The Fog. The Fog. The Fog. I've been. I've actually been kind of psyched to talk about this one. You'll. You'll see why in a few moments. Yeah, me too. So we should start with the appetizer naturally with the shorts. Let's talk mm-hmm. about Blue Season first, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, so, okay. from what I hear, from what I, I picked up about, it's a it's a 48, right? That's right, yeah. I yeah. thought this would give us, give at least Victor and I, a bit of a nostalgia feeling here, because from our past experience, we've done three, we did three 48-hour short films, something like that? I think so. I think about three or so. Yeah. yeah. Him, me, and Ryan, as well as our friends, we've been, we've done, over the years, I think three, three. Four. Okay, we did. We did did, numerous. Okay, three. We did three horror movies and a romance film. (laughs) My fucking cat just jumped off the desk. Come here, dog. You want up? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) He just like jumped up on my desk and like fell. Cut the feed. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So yeah, in the history, we've done the 48 hour. So up here in Seattle, we have the 48 hour film challenge. We have the one everywhere. There's one. Okay, yeah, but here in Seattle, we we got one, and. We did a sum- We did one in a summer. We got- we did a romance movie, and then we did the horror movie version of it for three consecutive years. We ent- we yeah. made three films and entered them, and they screened in a movie theater in Seattle. And yeah, it was a lot of fun doing that. So, just on a random off day, I was I was kind of on a Daisy Ridley kick. I was just kind of looking up Star Wars stuff. Oh yeah. Okay. But anyway. <laughs> okay. Star don't read into that. Okay. Don't read into that. Okay. But I was looking at filmography and I saw she did this short film called Blue Season. And upon watching it, I found out it was a British 48 hour short film. So I thought it'd be worth talking about. Yeah. I'm, I I think this is absolutely worth talking about. Totally. Yeah. So I'll just. So it's a short film. I'm not going to spend too much time recounting the plot here, but I'll just say 
Blue Season is about a man over the phone who guides a captured woman to safety in a time of deterioration and disorder. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that's about right. Now, and if anyone, if anyone's like me and Victor, we they should know from experience, forty-eight hour short films are not made to last. They're uh, more... Hey, hang on, Nick. I've done one too. Okay. You didn't include me in that. I'm just kidding. I, I haven't. Didn't... I've only done one, and I was an AC, and I barely did anything. But I understand. <laughs> well, I didn't have any stress at all. I was like, hey, this is a fucking fun. Like, haha, look at me. <laughs> no stress. <laughs> that, was me. that was actually me too. I, was I just kind of, I just yeah, watched Victor and Ryan stress out. Word. It was stressful. They seem to do that. Victor. Yeah. Look at He stressed anyway, himself out. His hair's gone. I do. This is this, all from the 48. <laughs> it hasn't grown back. We call that post-traumatic stress disorder. Post-traumatic 48-hour disorder. And we lost Chase. I think we bored him. No, my cat was on the table. <laughs> He's being a fucking <laughs> asshole today. I'm sorry. Oh, boy. That's okay. But I was saying, anyone who's done a 48-hour short film knows that the movies aren't made to last, and they aren't of the best quality. But they are there to demonstrate your technical prowess and what you can create in a, such a small, limited amount of time. And in that mindset, Blue Season is fairly entertaining. It's... It would certainly be, if I saw the whole crop of movies it came with, I would venture be one of the more interesting entries. Yeah, it's definitely like an interesting concept, but um, it's hard to like rate a forty-eight hour film because like they had like especially when you've been a part of one, you know what goes into it. Like you know. Yeah, a normal like, short film is one thing. Do it. Um, a normal short film is one thing, but a forty-eight hour film, it's somehow even lower of a tier on the, on the spectrum. <laughs> Yeah, I think. This but like still, there is some neat stuff to admire here. For the but the big selling point is it's Daisy Ridley pre Star Wars. It's one of her very early acting roles, and right off the bat, it's strange not seeing her in space opera garbs, carrying a lightsaber, in a way. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I mean, no. She, she, not, what? Nothing. 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 You're just drinking because you're thirsty? Okay. Say that again, Victor. I'm sorry. I was just saying, like, yeah, it's cool to see her, but it, it's not like the film really gives her much to do, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, 90% she... of it is, like, her in pain. Yeah, and she sells pain really well. If the Star Wars movies have taught us anything. <laughs> yeah. Um... And I mean that her character goes through pain, not the whole fiasco that's going on as of current in the headlines What's but we won't happens? talk about that there's right a fiasco now. oh there's a whole there's kind of a floodgate of controversy coming out about the new star wars movies and the management at lucasfilm and kathleen kennedy apparent one of the topics of discussion is that daisy really ridley isn't getting many acting parts after star wars wrapped up i would reckon that was mostly I would put that up to mostly the coronavirus halting every single production. Yeah. Well, it's also it's also I mean, that's kind of what happens when you do a that does happen. a huge movie. Like I mean, luckily like people like someone who hasn't done a lot is like Emma Watson hasn't done a lot, you know. Yeah. Like but oh, someone yeah. like, you know, it's it still happens. I mean, also it also could be fucked up, you know. I I definitely think it's fucked up, but I mean, it happens, you know. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I say that because 
she is a great actress, and her co-stars are equally great, and they're going on to do amazing things. Oscar Isaac, he's doing an amazing. He's got an amazing oh, yeah. career. He's he's doing a lot of great work every which way. John Boyega is trying to carve a path for him. Mm-hmm. He's got his own production company, and he's venturing out to other filmmakers and other franchises like Catherine Bigelow and the Pacific Rim series. Even Daisy Ridley, she's just as great an actor, but unfortunately, she's. Only been she's in, like, one film hasn't she like the no. murder yeah. on the orient yeah no oh, well since been... since this one since star wars oh there's there's been a couple there's that there was yeah, like one like one's fantasy come to medieval mind. film ophelia yeah ophelia yeah yeah still like she's got great potential i know she's just starting out but i i just i really want her to have a good career because she deserves it she's a quality actor yeah despite a controversial character she plays no doubt yeah i mean i yeah. I, I feel like that probably doesn't have anything to do with her not getting any roles. I think it's just like, I feel like sometimes that happens well, when someone's in like a huge franchise. Yeah. Sometimes they don't get much work after. Still, uh, Star Wars fans are so rabid. They tie an actor so closely to the character they play, it pretty much judges their whole career. Star Wars Look fans G- are fucking terrible. And I yeah. am one of them. But I'm not a terrible... <laughs> like, I'm not one of the ones that are like... Who who played Rose? What was her what's her name? Kelly Marie I, Tran. They like fucking dude, yeah. tore her apart, dude. Yeah. When her character, honestly, I didn't think it was a bad character at all. She wasn't she wasn't that bad. And I and think it's like too, they're attacking the wrong people. Like yeah. you don't attack the fucking person that's playing. Attack them. the producers like, if you're gonna do anything. Like, like Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is also the same fan base that cyberbullied Jake Lloyd into crime and out of the movie business because because <laughs> of what he did. Not funny. Yeah, it's, it's not funny. Jake Lloyd plays Skywalker in The Phantom Menace. Also, too, with uh, um, Jar Jar Binks, the guy who played him. Yeah. I, I remember mm-hmm. really listening to, or watching this video where he describes, like, the bombardment of bullying and, like, wanting to, like, kill himself. It was, like, the fans are insane. Like, yeah, yeah. sad. Basically, but... Star Wars fans are not nice. Pretty much, they're not normal. They're not normal. They're not they're, normal. they're like Rick and Morty fans. Wow. Yeah, that that's actually the truth. Yeah, they're like equal to Rick and Morty fans. Yeah. But with that said, Daisy Ridley is a quality actress. You can and you see it in this very early role in this definitely... small forty-eight hours film fest film festival film. Yeah. Film festival film. That sounds smart and intelligent. Hey, good job, Nick. Forty-eight film, fe- forty-eight hour film festival short. Forty-eight, forty-eight hour film festival go. film. Yeah, whatever. I like that. Uh, whatever okay. works. Yeah. So aside from Daisy Ridley, the rest of the movie. Yeah, you know, there's also the old man. What's his freaking name? Kenneth something or other. Yeah. Okay. Kenneth J. Plays the old man in the movie. Talks to her on the phone. He's he's pretty good too. You you get a sense. He gets sense. real sweaty. Gets really sweaty. Like it's really so much sweat. like a lot of sweat. If there's <laughs> anything you pull from this film is that there's a lot of sweat. A lot of sweat and a lot of Daisy agree. Ridley upside down. Isn't that right, Nick? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You will remove these restraints and leave the cell with the door wide open. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> You will keep these restraints on and close the door behind me. Oh! 
So this movie kind of has intrigue going on. She's locked in a cell. She's being guided on the phone. It's apparently it's some kind of chaos-oriented world they inhabit. Evacuation zones and blue zones. Well, possibly. I also feel like he's made this up. Oh, really? Yeah, I think the character, that old man, made that whole scenario up. Uh, because it seems like he just kidnaps girls and then pretends like he's going to save them and then they just die and he just goes through a list of women like it does appear does so and just does the same thing with each woman it's like he what, 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 what does what does blue season mean okay so also when he's when he's hunting down the girls each name this girl's name is Susan each one of their yeah. names Sarah, whatever. It's fucking. It starts with an S, and each one yeah. of their names is is. This is Betty. This is Lola. This is fucking. What what name starts with a U? Ulysses. Ulysses. <laughs> this is Ulysses. <laughs> this is Elizabeth. And then now this is. Is this the the first S or the S E A S? Mm. Whatever. Either way, they're spelling out blue season in each one of yeah. their things, and. uh uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it has any sort of significance. Nope. Maybe the directors probably know what it. Maybe the point of it is, but maybe they didn't have enough time to fucking think about it. Probably they're like, <laughs> yeah, no, what, uh, what, if he's, what if he's just think spelling? Word. Yeah, <laughs> blue yeah. season. Again, that, that, again, that's that's the whole thing. It comes back to this is a forty-eight hour <laughs> film. You have you have no time to think out concepts or realize storylines this deeply yeah. because. You got two straight days to make the movie. And yeah. What, whatever you don't get, that's it. You got to compromise. And what it is, uh, it's certainly not boring. It's interesting enough during the duration. It's nothing entirely memorable, but you're not sorry you watched it. Oh, I am. Are you? <laughs> no. That's six well, minutes of my life I'm never fucking getting back. Yeah, dude. Well, you, you've gone to the showings. There's always I know, those I'm ones. I know, I'm just kidding. There's always yeah. those ones. Do you remember the one year some guy made some weirdo Twin Peaks type <sighs> film and it came off as they didn't know what the hell Twin Peaks was? That's what it felt. It felt like, uh, oof, that was real cringe. Yeah, they just rude, they but... looked at the they looked at the title sequence or they heard the basic premise off some guy and he's like, okay, David Lynch made this series and it's just really freaking weird. It takes place in this town. And I then they just made a weird movie that had no rhyme or reason to it. it the, I would have been fine with it, but the fact that when, at the very end, they're like, ours is going to the Hollywood Film Festival or something. Like They kind of like brag that they were taking this to like some sort of like prestigious film. And you're like, festival. okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But they probably only said that because people were kind of giggling in the theater. So they probably were like... <laughs> Yeah, let's keep the well, joke Well, mine's going, going to this one. Mine's going to Hollywood. Mine's going to Hollywood. No, Yours is only staying here. No, it's here. not. Yeah. Thing yeah. Is, the thing is, I didn't. I don't remember an inch of sarcasm in that statement. It sounded That's, like they were completely serious. It was, they were real serious. I was like, okay, dude, but... I think right, I even anyway. turned to you with this, which is... Oh. <laughs> I know you laughed at it in the theater, I remember. I was. They had an old guy naked on screen for God knows what reason. Yeah. Like full frontal? No, well, like profile, they covered his junk, but the whole time I was just praying, please don't show his junk. Please don't turn around. 48 hours, they're like, fuck it, let's film him buck-ass naked. 
Yeah. They were itching to feel like, God, I just want to film a naked man ass. God, I just want to film some ass. I mean, I film some ass. That's exactly, yeah. <laughs> My like, God. Oh, this is going to Hollywood. Man, man ass. Prestigious. Are they motorboating? The yeah, movie? I don't know. So if anything, for my for my fancy, watching this movie made me nostalgic for the 48-hour film fest. Just making films in general, because we had tons of fun making our movies yeah. years back. And whether it's making those movies or making our own movies, I just I just want this pandemic to end so I can get yeah. back to uh, making movies in good comfort that I can be within six feet of a guy when I'm discussing how he should act the scene or just mm-hmm. being on set. Yeah, you know, just just being on freaking set. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Should we should we rate the film? I don't know what else to say about it. I don't think I don't think ratings should apply to a short. Film. I give it a one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, watch it. Don't watch it. What would you guys say about Blue Season? I would say watch it. Fuck it. Why not? You have six, six yeah. minutes. What yeah, you, it's so what are you wasting? Why not? Sure. It's it's uh, got a cool concept, and that's that's what I got out of it. Yeah. And Daisy really is a good selling point and makes it worthwhile watching. I give it two and a half stars. No rating. <laughs> We're not doing rate. God. I give it one star because she's not naked. That's what I was saying. I give yeah, it extra exactly. stars. I give it extra stars. Because I she's give not it naked? Act- if she were. Oh. Yeah. If yeah. she were, then I'd give it stars. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's kind of fucked up, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about it, it I'm like, oh, like, <laughs> can you imagine someone like, gonna get us canceled. oh, episode one of Game of Thrones? Oh, I'm gonna give it an extra star because fucking Amelia Clark is naked in it. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Tyler's Tyler's not gonna want to listen to our show anymore. We lost our only Australian. Tyler, I'm sorry. Let's get into the feature presentation. John Carpenter's The Fog. Mm. Jesus Christ, this. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? You you pressed the thing on your screen and it looked like you were in the fog. Your fucking face was just like white. <laughs> this is my word. I got my word document up. Oh man, that was hilarious. I was funny. I'll see it when funny. Very funny. I'll watch when it gets posted. Let me take the storylines. The fog, nineteen eighty. It's April the 21st, and the small fishing town of Antonio Bay is gearing up to celebrate the 100th anniversary of its founding. But as the festivities are about to commence, strange supernatural events start occurring all over after the appearance of a mysterious fog bank rolling in from the sea. Slowly, this fog produces a night of terror for a handful of people, as well as the rest of the town. John Carpenter needs no introduction, I don't think. Well, he might for people who don't know of his movies. Okay, well, John Carpenter, he is practically the king of cult cinema. He yeah, has produced definitely. He's produced a bevy of uh, films that did not do well for the strangest of reasons when they were released, but have since gotten massive cult followings and gone on to be regarded as some of the best movies of all time. Just best, la- best, rattle- yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to, rattle, just to rattle off some, he did the original Halloween, he did They Live, Big Trouble in Little China, and lesser-known affairs like In the Mouth of Madness, Assault on Precinct 13, and also who could forget his remake of The Thing. Legendary. Amazing oh, film. Yeah. He did his... It was a remake? Yeah. There was one in 1953 called The Thing from Another World. 
based off the same story and produced by Howard Hawks. Hmm. Nice. And Car- Carpenter's movie was a, was to be a more. Jesus Christ! I'm sorry. Carpenter's movie. That's fine. <laughs> Carpenter's movie from 1982 was meant to be a more faithful adaptation of the source material, and when it was released, everybody trashed the hell out of it, and it came in fourth place at the box office because they decided to release the movie when E.T. was smashed in the box oh. office. Oh. Oh. So you... Not Spielberg. Yes. Spielberg destroyed him. Stefan Spielberg. That's actually, like yeah, one that... of the best horror films, in my opinion. Like that's oh, one absolutely. of my favorite. I think so. Yeah, it's yeah. Horror is carpet. Horror is Carpenter's bread and butter. For all the genre work he's done, horror is where he's where he reigns most supreme. And this movie, The Fog, isn't is kind of underrated. Uh, actually, yeah, it's a lot underrated. When you talk yeah. Carpenter movies, it hardly gets mentioned because the other horror movies he's done are so legendary and expertly done. Yeah. And I feel this movie needs more recognition because I love this movie a lot. I on certain days it's one of my top favorite Carpenter movies and on others I just love acknowledging his existence because it's a very well done film. I got to say like I was surprised by how slow this film was because like there isn't like much action or any sort of like Oh. any of that like until like like it's spread in like a few places throughout the last the film, like, like 20 minutes is like that's when like it happens yeah but, like i think my favorite thing about this film was the atmosphere yes yes it's it's like perfect it's so good like this <laughs> very quiet seaside town that and most of it takes place during night right if i remember right <laughs> well yeah there's yeah the the second act is pretty much is the daytime but then when it goes to hell is the third act, but the way or is that, nighttime. Yeah, I think the the pacing of the film it being so slow, mixed in with the setting, created like such a perfect atmosphere that even though like not much was happening, I think that alongside like it was almost most of like the character stuff was them like dealing with the weird things happening around town, like the weird car alarms going off or things turning on, and them kind of like. I don't know. It was like, oh, and then also them dealing with sort of the aftermath of a few characters that die towards the beginning of the film because there's some fishermen that go missing. And so they're kind of all dealing with the loss of them. But then also, like, there's this fog coming in, but no one's really talking about it except a few different people. And it's such a weird, calm movie. Mm -hmm. That's why I love it because across all of John Carper's movies, he has a knack for creating amazing atmosphere especially in his horror movies and i think this movie has some has some of his best atmosphere some of his best world building because it's like you said it's this seaside town it's very calm easy going for the most part before everything goes tits up it's great it reminds me of all the times i go visit a a, a, like a a a fishing town where we live like ed like edmonds or damn Kirkland or something, someplace next to water. Kirkland. It... <laughs> what the fuck? I'm thinking like Port Townsend get... or like Port Angeles yeah. or like uh, or, or like um, Port Gamble. Uh, or CQ on, on the the CQ. Oh, like like Squim? No, CQ. It's past Port Townsend up north. Oh, yeah, it's on the like, other side of Puget Sound. Yeah, 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 but Kingston area. Yeah, yeah. 
I would say that watch- way more than fucking Kirkland. Okay, fine. <laughs> it, well, it was closer, and it just came to my mind. You're faster. all good. You're all good. I'm just calling you out on it, man. I'm just calling you out. <laughs> Washington State viewers will get this whole part of the conversation. Everyone else They'll also question your your Kirkland. Yeah, for real. They're like, "Are you from? Are you sure you're from Washington? Like, are you sure?" I'm gonna get all kinds of messages about my location references. Yep. I hope they don't kill me. Uh, exactly. No. Uh, the setting and the whole mood of the picture really does it for me. It's probably one of the most comfortable movies I've I've ever watched. And and it's things because it's a horror movie. It's a ghost story. It's a ghost movie. Yeah, just all those sprawling Panavision shots of the beaches and all the docks and everything. Oh, and there's the great scene where Stevie Wayne, Adrian Barbeau's character, is making her drive to the lighthouse DJ station, and you just see, you just see the coastline, you see the open ocean, yeah, all the cliffs. When she starts walking down to the lighthouse. Oh my oh, god, dude, that shot, that staircase going down? Oh man, forget about it. There's Ugh. there's this I don't know how uh how early you guys were on the internet, but there was like a a jump scare video that was like a car driving and then it would oh, drive yeah, off and then there'd be like a face. And I was <laughs> when that the long the long shot of it like in the green hills area I was like, bro, if something pops up right now, I'm going to fucking scream. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I got paranoid. The internet fucked me up, man. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, Dean Kundi on cinematography detail. He's he's a legendary camera guy. And I think, honestly, this is some of his finest work. His... Has he done other Carpenter films? or? Oh, yeah. He was Carpenter's main man for the longest time. He did, uh... he did Halloween. He did Big Trouble in Little China. And the thing, as well as okay. this movie. Okay. Oh, I think Escape from New York also. Escape from New York, that too. That's another very awesome Carpenter movie. Everyone should watch. Yeah, Dean Kundi. He's also done other movies. Back to the Future, Jurassic Park. The oh. guy's been the guy's been around the block. Okay. This movie has some of his best camera work, I think, just because a lot camera. of long takes. The setting really plays into beautiful camera work, beautiful photography. And yeah, it just looks so good. It comes together. It really comes the, together. Another thing about the mood too, just to add on to that, was the um, the radio DJ mm. and her playing this like this like very soothing jazz classical over like these shots of like the the lighthouse and like the twilight sunset. Like yes, <sighs> I had to add that, but like that whole element just like. Absolutely. So damn awesome. It's so uh, great. This movie, I just want to like sleep in my bed. And yeah. It's on my TV. Yeah. Like, in the background. This it's such guy. a cozy, it's like a campfire film, dude. Like a campfire it really film is. story. It's Yeah. It all kicks, it, it perfectly summed up in the opening scene when John oh, yeah. Houseman's character tells the story about the ship. A story, to, so a story to warm us. Exactly. Yeah. While they sit oh. around a fucking fire. That's a great. It was a great monologue. John Houseman, he's Hollywood legend. He's he's Hollywood royalty apparently, and he killed that. Oh. He killed that monologue excellently. Stopwatch, the campfire glow, the kids, all eyes. Yeah, there was on a him. weird edit in that scene, though. That, like, okay, I know what you're talking like, what about. Is what is that? I think it was my DVD. I think it's my DVD because that's normally not there. So really? I have the. 
Yeah, I have the I have the Shot Factory 2K DVD release, and I think something I think I got a a, a weird copy because there's a two frame zoom in to the to a, from one shot to the next of Houseman's character. It's so it's really weird. I don't so know. So jarring. I don't know what happened. You didn't get that chase. That's not. That's nope. not normal. Then, no. Okay. He didn't yeah. watch my copy. No, that's I watched thing. the I Amazon just, version. I thought it was just a normal thing. I was like, "What the? Who thought that was a good idea?" <laughs> no, that. That's okay. my. That's good to know. It's my I was... fault. I bought it from Walmart. I bought it from Walmart. It was eight dollars. Yeah, Walmart. But <laughs> you bought a DVD yeah. for eight dollars. It was yeah. It was a it was a killer sale, man. <laughs> Killer sale! I buy Blu-rays for five. Where do you get five dollar Blu-rays? Walmart. I don't think we have the we, we don't have the Blu-ray bin up here in Linwood anymore. Oh, that was out years ago. Devastating. So yeah, when bastards. I was in Cheney, when I lived in in Cheney last year, um, there's a Walmart in. Uh, if any of you guys are listening from the east side of the state, you probably know what I'm talking about. But from in between Cheney and Spokane. There's a little town called Airway Heights where the Spokane Airport is, like, nearby. And there's Walmart there, and they have, like, a fucking bin full of Blu-rays. And so that's where most of my... That's where most of my, um... My collection comes from. Mm, nice. Is, is that. And then, um... Like, every once in a while, I'll get, like, a $5. Like, I picked up Sicario from, uh... From Best Buy a couple days ago. I've never seen it. I'm going through my my Villanova uh, movies, so I'm definitely gonna watch that one. And I also I go to um, Half Price Books a lot. So oh, you're saying that, yeah. And the yeah, dollar store too. The dollar store. I think Ryan can vouch for me on this one too. The dollar <laughs> store's got some fire ass movies, dude. I'm gonna have to go. I got Dragon <laughs> Ball Evolution for one dollar. Oh, oh. The movie or the show? The movie. Oh no. Oh okay. Don't 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 talk. Dude, that movie is terribly good. It's just terrible, I hear. Oh, it's fucking hilariously bad. There's this scene. Oh. There's this scene where <laughs> Justin, I think it's Justin Chatwin, his name is. Yeah. He yeah. Uh, He's fighting these, like, oh, high school. Oh, the live action one. Yeah, high school bullies. Yeah. And he, like, jumps and, like, slides on top, like, slides with his head on top of the fucking car. But it's, like, not like a normal, like, like, like slide. It goes, and like yeah <laughs> and it makes me want to fucking cry every time i hear it it's so funny he's like did you see the screen <laughs> did you see there's a there was a re-edit someone re-edited that scene and put it on youtube i don't know if you've seen it yet or not but it's fucking hilarious where it's just over and over again <laughs> over and over yeah, again it's hilarious the foot the clip's upside down it's reversed yeah it's, it's so fucking so funny dude but yeah the screen the squeak is there when he's not even squeaking. Yep. Anyway, John Carpenter. I want to hear your thoughts on the film, Chase. Yeah, you've been quiet. <laughs> so I liked it. I did. Okay. okay, I can't. I I enjoyed it. No, I can't okay. even say that. I don't. <laughs> I was so fucking bored during the entire movie. Okay. <laughs> during the whole movie. Like, I was so there's multiple storylines and I'm like, I don't care about any of these fucking people. I don't like Jamie Lee Curtis was the one I had the most connection for because it's Jamie Lee Curtis. And I'm like, Oh, I know who she is. And I'm like, okay. Um, 
And Jamie Lee Curtis was kind of fucking hot back in the day. Not gonna oh, lie. Fuck, fuck yeah. Um, fuck yeah. Fuck and uh, um, yeah, I, I was. I remember I had texted Victor, and I was like, "Dude, I am so bored." And I didn't want to say it in the group chat because I didn't want you to be like, "What are you talking about? This movie's great." Which Bro, I, don't get me wrong. I know I I'm I know no, my no, no, no. my rating is gonna sound surprising, but again I have to think into perspective of how who the director is, all that shit, and and everything like that for me at least. But okay, well don't go easy on it because of me. I'm oh no, I won't go easy on it because of you. I just didn't want to tell you it at the moment. <laughs> you you can you can be honest. Um, I can take it. I I can. I can get through this. I thought everything was good. The sound design was amazing. There were some sound effects yeah. in there, like when they're fighting on top of the, on top of the the, the, um, lighthouse. the lighthouse, and the fucking zombie pops up, and it's there's like meh, meh, meh. That sound is fucking sweet, and I'm going yeah. to steal it. Um, <laughs> but right on. I uh, up until like the last like thirty minutes of the movie. I did not, I was not in it. I didn't really care. I, I wasn't, I wasn't involved. Like it, how uninvolved I was with the movie is I had to rent it twice because the first time I'm like, I can't fucking do this. And so I didn't end up watching it. And then I had to I rent it. picture and you couldn't get through it. <laughs> I was so fucking bored. I have ADHD like crazy dude. Okay. And so like, of course, when all the action shit was happening also, the shot design and like the like the framing and stuff of the zombies so that you can't really see their face until like the very end was perfect because when i saw yeah. their faces i was like they look like shit their faces are fucking ugly which is fine yeah. you know but like it's also yeah. you know 19 was it 1982 80 1980 so like they didn't have you know the best like special effects at the time like for facial makeup and shit so like well debatable because we were there was a lot of movies were had great practical makeup around that time. Okay, uh, so then there's no excuse. Are, well, no, <laughs> I, they, they look fine. They look they look fine. I mean, yeah, consider it's a low budget, but still for the budget, they, they the ghosts look pretty cool. I, I no, I like everything about the ghosts until I saw their actual faces. When they were in mm-hmm. shadows in the in the fog behind them, they look menacing, and I Those love all their shadows. fucking hooks. I love their their cool spikes and shit. Like the guy that gets spiked in the eye a couple times. That quick oh, little, yeah. that quick that shot was fucking awesome. Yeah, that was the a great reveal scene. of the ghosts on the ship. Was they yeah. The first spirit. Oh, there's it, there's a so great good. shot. They're looking up at the fucking ship and it's backlit. And Dude, it's just low angle. It's and then ev- and then like slowly perfect. they like slowly appear like you're like oh i see one and then you're like oh shit there's two. oh shit there's five yeah. like yeah and it's that's but, that is sweet and yeah, i love flower i loved that yeah buck flower walks into frame who is that yeah i love the i love the conversation there's like he, they're listening to her talk about the fog and he's like there's no fog bank out there and then he looks and <laughs> yeah. sees a fog bank and he goes there's a fog bank out there just fucking deadpan exactly like that here's the thing i like the i love the dialogue in this movie and i and i also and i i like the characters in this movie i like the i like the side conversations they have it's very endearing and it feels natural uh carpenter was very much 
inspired by Howard Hawks. He loves his movies. His favorite filmmaker of all time. Howard Hawks' movies had a very naturalistic quality about them. From the time they were made, they had the actors were delivering very natural sounding dialogue and doing conveying very natural sounding conversations that didn't sound like other Hollywood films at the time. And Carpenter definitely took inspiration from that. He had all these characters setting up talking about their lives and just the whole dynamics between each of them were very unique. Take that boat scene, for instance. You have you have Buck Flowers' character. He's looking out the window for the fog, and he had the other two sailors behind them. They're just talking about, like, they're talking about Stevie Wayne on the radio. It's like, man, I like to meet her. Like, I thought you were happily married. Not that happy. <laughs> <laughs> like it's and it's. I also, I and and I think everyone here knows this, but I'm not the biggest fan of '80s movies, just because yeah. I feel like. I feel like, so, so, and Nick, you're going to absolutely disagree with me on this, and I know for a fact, but, so in the early stages of, of film, they had to be more, had to show more expression because there wasn't sound, and so you'd get cases of people being very animated with what they were doing, and, and saying, and also the frame rate wasn't as high, so you had to do, you know, more movements so that it gets picked up easier i i don't fucking know i pulled that out of my ass actually i have no idea but um i think there was a tendency from from like 19 like 40 up until like the 80s there's like a 40 year span of just people uh i actually wouldn't even say 40 because up until like i think it's the 80s only for me at least is that there's so much overacting like in in the when she's trying to yank the fucking the generator, it's, it's she's like, ah, and I was like, oh, isn't okay, like damn. And, Especially in horror films in the eighties. Yeah, and that. and it's just well, it was it's that old generator that takes that I I understand that just that takes me out of it, and I think and. There was a there was a lot of it. The dialogue is very is is good. It's a lot better than a lot of other eighties movies. Um, yeah. But uh, it's still, I just I just guess the delivery of stuff and like how I don't know. I just I'm not a big fan of nineteen eighties movies. My favorite my favorite movie of fucking all time is Blade Runner. But I think that's done exceptionally well. And well, so. Well, here's the thing. Uh, 1980, you can almost classify a lot of early 80s movies as 70s movies because of how early in the decade it is. The yeah. Whole, the whole Reagan-era sort of culture hadn't taken over. The whole knack for nostalgia and the excess hadn't taken hold yet. So you had movies that still carried the storytelling sensibilities of, of the 60s. Seven, of oh, the, the 70s. 70s. Yeah, 70s. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Like, prime example is First Blood. Uh, 1982, it's an action movie, Sylvester Stallone, the start of the Rambo character. It doesn't have a lot of what the Rambo character would go on to be. It's it's a character-driven action thriller with very little gunfire, explosions, even a, even a body count of one. Compare that to the later Rambo movies, there's gunfire everywhere, explosions left and right, yeah. body count going into the double digits. But, but First Blood felt very rooted in the 70s. Mostly because of the themes it tackled, but also just 
it was made by filmmakers that were more, that were more mature at the time than who was coming up when it was getting made. So you had a very mature, very gritty storyline about a subject matter that wasn't quite in. I wouldn't say in demand at the time, but it was just. I, I don't know, something yeah. like that. The point is, there was cert- certain movies from the early 80s, at least, that didn't come off as your typical 80s movie. And, and I think I think that's what I'm getting here, is I'm feeling, I'm feeling the... Um, I'm feeling the, the 70s and... Uh, because, like, even, even something like Star Wars, there's a lot of, of, like, overacting and, like, weird delivery. I mean, Star Wars is not known for its fucking dialogue. For sure. <laughs> so, um, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> it's no, Mister, Mister. What's that? Toshi Station. Toshi Station to go buy power converters. I was going on my way to Toshi Station to buy parts for my power converter. Okay, yeah. shut up, Luke. You bitch. Not worst character in the series. Just saying. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's not true. That's not true. Um, but no, I, yeah, uh, I, I, once this movie hit like the, like the, the end of the third act, I was really into it. Oh yeah. When, like when they go to the, when they go to the church and everything like that and they, and they start showing up and they're fighting with the glowing cross, like it's fucking the weekend. Like I, I, I think it's, that's, that's a deep, that's a deep quote for all my, for all my, uh, my R and B boys out there and girls. (laughs) The weekend. Do you get it, Victor? Uh, I haven't seen the music video. Is this a music video? Yeah, yeah. There's a it, there's but... a there's a music video where he ha- he has a glowing pink uh, cross. Uh... But um, anyway, so like they, I like the I the the glowing cross and everything, and I like the fucking the I, I like I I was into it, and then the the part that really was I was like I was kind of like oh god, like I got a little heartbeat going was when she's like yelling for her kid. To get out yeah. of the fog, oh, and yeah. no one can reach it. Like she, no, she's not broadcasting to the house because the fucking yeah. power went out. So yeah, that John Carpenter, he knew how to do old school tension. That was his whole thing. He was basically retooling old tropes and sensibilities of older horror movies into a modern era, yeah. and subsequently gave birth to a modern type of horror. And this one really plays on that Hitchcockian suspense. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to the characters, actually. Uh, this is... Carpenter has a very, always gets pretty good casts together for his films, and this one is a really good mix of screen legends and Carpenter's regulars at the time. So we had Jamie Lee Curtis. She's up-and-comer, rising star at this point. Uh, Adrian Barbeau is Stevie Wayne, the DJ. Uh, Hal Holbrook, the Hollywood legend, as the priest. And you also had Janet Leigh. Jamie Lee Curtis's mother playing the uh, event coordinator or whatever. Oh, fun fact. Yeah, Janet Lee. She was in Psycho. Psycho was a major inspiration for Halloween. Oh, shit. She was the fucking beep, 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 She's the shower lady. Right? She's the shower lady. You haven't seen Psycho? Okay, well. (laughs) You are a psycho. Anyways. (laughs) Yeah. And, and one of my favorite actors, Tom Atkins, or one of my favorite horror actors, Tom Atkins, who plays uh, the fisherman that picks up Curtis's character. Their intro scene, I just love. <laughs> she, he picks Uh-oh. her up hitchhiking in the middle of the night. She's, 
She goes, are you weird? Yes, I am weird. Yes, I am weird. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mind and that. Then, I didn't mind that. I was like, that feels like flirty and fun. I'm like, I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know they were about the fuck though. Dude, I was like, I was, was like, that's so funny. I was like, the '80s are fucking weird because I'm like, okay, you pitch up, a, you pick up, you don't. First of all, you don't pick up hitchhikers anymore because who knows who's gonna have a fucking, you know? They're like, oh, here you go. I watch Zodiac, so I'm like really thinking <laughs> yeah. about like, you know. Uh, yeah. I'm definitely not letting no old fucking person, old guy, be like, yeah, here, let me help you fucking tighten your lug nuts. You know. <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't remember Zodiac? Too dangerous. Zodiac, I do remember okay. Zodiac. I'm, I'm, I'm skirting off a little bit. That's fine. Zodiac is fan-fucking-tastic. It is That's correct. so fucking good. That's correct. Yeah. And I haven't seen Seven yet. And I'm going to go ahead and watch that after I'm done here tonight. Seven is amazing. That's what I hear. All I know Zodiac's. is the, what's in the fucking box? Yeah. That's Zodiac, though, is a pretty good like horror film as well. It's, yeah. It's got in a way, really good it's a horror, horror movie. I wouldn't even call it a horror movie. No, it's, it's not. But, but like, it's got some yeah. great horror elements, though. Like, that oh, yeah. scene that where that couple's having that picnic... Oh god! And he comes out of the from behind them. The hill ties comes up from up. behind. Oh, the hill. and in Zodiac, yeah, yeah. Shows him the Dude. bullets in his gun. Oh god! And just yeah. like stabs him. Dude's a fucking this. idiot. He's like, he, he was talking shit to him the whole time. He's like, let me just—they're gonna ask, can I know if the gun's loaded? And he's like, see, bitch, you know. I like. Um, I bought the book that nice. that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character is writing in the in the oh, movie. Nice. Um, and so, uh, I'm really excited to read it because I'm like fucking obsessed with it now. I'm like, I can, I know, well, he's the guy who died is, is absolutely the Zodiac killer. Like for sure. Like for sure. Most likely. So, but I I watched, when I watched that movie, everyone was being, was going off crazy about serial killers at the time. I was thinking people are fucking nuts just stop yeah. watching the netflix doc and then i watched this movie and was like okay they're perfectly validated this shit's fucking creepy i love i just love how i'm a big fan of like like mark ruffalo's spot where he's like like him and his partner are like breaking down like well i'm not Anthony stupid Edwards. so what i would do i would do this and he's like that's probably my favorite part that scene's that scene i out i verbally out loud and i'm like that's fucking cool that's yes. fucking cool i love yeah, that yeah, I also just love Anthony Edwards. He's a very underrated actor. He uh, looked really he was, familiar. I've seen him in something. Was he? he oh, plays, bro, he was in fucking Superstar, wasn't he? No. <laughs> He's absolutely no, he, in Superstar. He, he plays Goose in Top Gun. <gasps> Holy shit! I knew yeah. I recognized that mustache somewhere. He's also Dr. Mark Green on ER, which is a fantastic television My mom show. was a big oh, fan yeah. of ER. But... I'm, I'm watching ER on and off right now. It's fantastic i've i've great memories of it although i didn't watch an episode i was i always heard my folks and my brother watch the show from mm. in the other room but yeah just oh god it's it lives up to the it lives up to its hype yeah right? yeah well anyway um back to the fog <laughs> i i honestly i i don't have anything else to say about it honestly i i've got plenty no I've no feel plenty. feel free to go ahead i'm just gonna let <laughs> you talk I I have nothing else to say just because I didn't I wasn't really vibing with it mm-hmm. so sure. I'm uh, yeah, have, yeah have I could definitely other Carpenter films right Chase? I've seen the thing and um 
I have. What else has he done? Halloween. <laughs> a lot. Halloween, the original Halloween. Yes. Uh, Escape from New York. They so live. I have I have Big Trouble in Little China, but I haven't seen it yet. Fucking watch it. <laughs> I know, I know. But I, 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 I think the only one I've seen 80s, is The Thing. It, it is an 80s movie, but But it's, it's supposed to be a campy 80s movie, right? It's supposed to be, like, yeah, kind of fun and action-y. Tongue-in-cheek martial arts adventure movie. Yeah, it's I'm great. cool with that. I'm cool with that. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, let me let me get back to the characters for a bit. Uh, I think there's some two very good performances in this movie in particular. One, you got Hal Holbrook as the priest. He's at first a very easygoing guy, but then when he discovers that journal in the church, the, the man is just guilt-ridden. You, you just oh, look yeah. at him, you're just thinking, like, I'm harboring a hundred years' worth of lies and deception. Because it was his the, brother, wasn't it? It was his great-grandfather. Great-grandfather, right, right, right. Yeah, and just he looks blown away. Like he could just end his life. He feels so bad oh, yeah. for what he discovered. He's great. He pulls it off effortlessly. Again, this guy's been around the block for a while. And then Adrian Barbo, Barboa, Stevie Wayne, for one, very hypnotic DJ voice. So alluring and seductive. Okay, there's just one example. So it's after the Driftwood catches fire in her studio and she calls back home. That's a, home That's her, a fucking yes. awesome scene. Yeah. Great scene. So she calls back home to her son, and she tells him not to go on the beach. Don't go. Don't go looking for coins. And she's so panicked and concerned, but she's doing this right before she has to go on the air. And then once she goes on the air, she just back you can see business. she's just hiding. Mm. She's back in business. She's yeah. hiding that fear, but she's she's going about it just because she has a job to do. She's the radio DJ. Does that play into like? thematically into the film i feel like that plays something into it where it's like they're aware of these bad things happening but they kind of have to put on a face to like oh everything's fine no i think it, it's just her character because things things but, keep happening to the people she knows but she is way the hell out of nowhere she can't but, do anything she's just not that does happen some other characters are like that though like the mayor she's like she knows what's going on she knows there's like a fog coming in it's dangerous but like yeah, she, she tries really... to uh, she tries to get the sheriff to call the station, but the fog cuts the phone lines, mm-hmm. and and she's unable to. So she's left to just scream her head off on the air because she knows she can get her voice out that way. Just like she's warning anybody she can, go to her house, rescue her kid. The fog is rolling in, and then she starts reporting the position of the fog when it's taking over the town, sort of thing. It's very cool, and there's this one bit she's. She's saying her sorries to her son on the air, and she's saying, I have to stay here. I have to warn people where this fog is going. And she takes a moment to collect herself before reporting the position to think. She does a great job in this movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah. on top of being just a fine-looking woman, let's be honest. You know what, <laughs> the, you know what it reminded me of, this whole film? What? A, a natural disaster film. Yeah, yeah, kind of a disaster movie, yeah. It kind of feels in a that way. way, especially with her in the tower. She's watching this, like, essentially this, like, wave come in and, like, sweep through the town. And, like, people are, are um, yeah. evacuating. And it kind of has, like, this disaster film feel to it. Kind of. And the, and the emphasis on the ensemble cast. You have all these different parties coming together because of this one event sort of mm-hmm. thing. It's pretty... I would say the low budget, I, w- I kind of wish... If they had a little more money, they could show the town's reaction more to the fog. Right. Because I would have loved to have seen the... Okay, well, it's also a story thing, because the hook with the story is the ghosts are are trying to get 
six kills to make up for the six conspirators and as revenge for the six conspirators but that doesn't leave a whole lot of options for a body count like you can't just have the ghosts killing dozens of people by the masses in a big yeah. frenzy no it's just it's kind of, it has to be more tame because they set a goal for themselves six kills that's it and that's why there's not much action throughout the film because now that you bring yeah. it up they have because you have half the six. body count in the first act of the movie and then you, yeah. and you're waiting for the last three kills well, it's not like it, it wasn't a huge issue for me but yeah no well, it wasn't then, at all but, but then but... they got the seven at the end no six well the priest that's six one was he the sixth one yeah because you had oh. you had the three fishermen you had mrs Cobritz, and you had dan the weatherman and then you had the priest gotcha i was a little confused because at the end he like thinks he's safe right yeah no i and thought another... i thought he was like i thought he was like why didn't they take me like I thought he was like, why, why me? Why didn't they take me? Why wasn't I chosen? Is that what he said? I think that's I, what he said. Yeah, he said unless exactly. he's, unless that's like a god. Why did these people have to die? Why couldn't they have taken me? But it sounded like he wanted them to take him. Yeah, because he was guilty. He felt guilty for what his great grandfather did. Yeah, it, it, the town was built on lies. Mm -hmm. No, that's another thing. Carpenter's movies leave an air of ambiguity to them. You can. There's a there's a material storyline, but you can make up a lot of the backstory and other plot points for yourself. But you still have the core storyline that goes from point A to point B with resolution and discovery and so forth. Yeah. And there's... and honestly, I think that's kind of what's missing in a lot of horror movies now. A lot of move, horror movies. Let's just say, for instance, a lot of the A24 catalog, they go for a lot of ambiguity and thematic content, but the core plots, the material storylines, they're not that deep, really. Very thin plots, like Midsummer, the night it the night comes for us, or it comes at night, or whatever. Just, once you get past the thematic content, there's, there's not much there as a story, as a as a film going from start to finish. Uh, I think Carp I think Midsummer is a fucking mind-boggling. I think it, I would say it's an exception. I would I would absolutely agree with you, Nick. But I think Midsummer is an exception, just sure, because I, there's it, there's way deeper themes going on than just theatrics. Sure, but I would say. themes or ambu themes amb ambigu ambiguity, ambiguity, ambiguity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, the only Still, thing that's ambiguous about it is the ending. That's like the only thing. Everything else is like this leads to this, this leads to this. And honestly, I wouldn't even say the ending is that ambiguous. She's fucking happy that this shit happened. Still, there's also, you know. there's also the whole Midsummer Festival. You had their Swedish friend bringing their American friends over. Do they send people out into the world to bring people to this Solstice Festival whenever it comes around? Do they gather as many sacrifices as they can from non-native places? Some details like that. And the whole practices of the rituals, what does it feed into? Yeah. Some, some, and details like that... So, uh, kind of go without reason and without much thought put into them, just kind of merely just for shock value a lot of the time. But with Carpenter's movies, he manages to think out a story while also leaving the right things up to interpretation. I was and whatever where you were going with that. Like, are you talking about some films like Midsummer? Don't they leave out the wrong detail, or they? Yeah, and also or... they don't quite nail down the core plot sort of thing. It feels, I would say, something like Midsummer. I feel is more cliche than The Fog, 
mostly because of how far horror has come and what's expected of it. Still, Midsummer, it's, when you take away the Solstice Festival and the toxic relationship deal and whatever. What do you mean, and just... whatever? That's the fucking story. <laughs> That's the story. Still, what do you mean, and whatever? Well, I'm talking like it's the still... plot structure, like the way it's structured? <laughs> or... Set up, I guess. Just It's sure. still a bunch of assholes that get high and die one by one because they disrespect the shit out of their surroundings. They should know better. Not, I don't know. But that's Midsummer is for another time. And I'm just, what I'm well, the point I'm trying to make. I'm is, gonna choose. I'm gonna choose fucking Midsummer for my movie. I'm gonna and we're gonna talk about and we're gonna talk about. It. We're gonna dedicate a whole. What was his name? Jason was that his name? Our Australian friend. Oh, Tyler. Tyler, watch watch on. Hang on. What fucking when's my day? I got the 16th. So watch on Monday the the 19th. You're not doing Suspiria anymore. Fuck no. We're got we got to talk about Midsummer. <laughs> We got oh, to talk about Midsummer now, and I want Ryan in on this because well, I want to. I, I, I want to talk about good it. Job, Nick. I want to talk about it. I, Midsummer is, is it, was number two of my favorite movies of 2019 of 2018. Dude, dude, come on! I I haven't. I've seen Midsummer. We should watch Suspiria. You've seen The Fog. That's different. I no, how the fuck it. is it different? How the fuck is it different? It's not different Everyone's, at all. It's not no one all. talks about. It's different because no one talks about the fog, and everyone talks about Midsummer. Everyone that like film people talk, but like not normal people talk about it. I would say we're f- fairly normal ass exactly. people. No, normal people don't talk about the fog. Everyone's seen Midsummer. They overrate the shit out of it. We're talking about Midsummer. I'm not, you've heard it. You've heard it here. You've heard it here. Wasn't trying to crack open eggs or anything, but I, well, the, po- the point I was trying <laughs> well, to make cracked. is, I'm cracked. You cracked the egg. I just, the point I'm not, I'm, I'm, not make I'm not mad at you, Nick. I just, I just, I know you're not. Now I actually I really want to talk about it. Okay, <laughs> great. But the point I'm trying to make is, Carpenter knows what details to leave open ended and what not to leave open ended, and he does a good job. But I will say, even for Carpenter, this story is kind of thin. But a lot more basic than what he normally does. Not a detriment to me, but I can see people where people take some issue with that in that regard. It's probably one of the reasons it's not as talked about as something like Halloween or The Thing or They Live. Shit like that. Yeah. And yeah, the char- and the characters too, there's not much to them really, but just the dynamics and the chemistry they all have with each other and how they all come together, how they... How they show different ends of the events they're, they're good they're, re- they're really nice and solid performances all around very likable performances yeah every all i will say that even though there's some moments where i'm like jesus christ this is 1980 uh there a majority of the performances are really good yeah are very and very good even the special effects very minimal but they get the job done really well yeah yeah it's it's tricky working fog and to base a whole movie around fog mm-hmm. that takes that takes some uh i'm assuming i'm assuming they made a miniature scale of the city yeah here's what they or did of the here's town? what they did well no they they had for the town stuff they had giant wind machines and big fog machines and they oh wow they had, they had that's to try a, that's they, impressive they had to do so many takes just to get the right kind of fog cloud brewing up and the slightest breeze which is mess it all up yeah that makes sense. but the impressive stuff is there aren't miniatures but they're utilized interesting ways so what they did 
They got the big wide shots of certain things. Let's say Stevie Wayne's house. Uh huh. You have the big wide shot of Stevie's house, and then you go into post. You do you make a miniature black outline of the house of where the edges are of it, mm-hmm. and then you blow and then you blow fog over it and roll the tape, and then you overlay pieces of footage over it so it looks like the fog is going over the actual house. Hmm. So it's pretty clever stuff there. And, like, uh, and the yeah. ghost makeup looks great. The use of lighting and all the breakaway props and stuff. That all looks really good. I do I do really like how... I think I like the beginning. Uh, the beginning I enjoy and the end I enjoy. The middle part, I was like, Meep. I don't care. But, like, the shit when they're like... Everything's just fucking turning on. It's super cool. Like, when the it's chair... Really this lady's like, oh, God, the car alarm's going off. And she turns yeah. and the, her TV's on and the chair just goes... Skrrr! And she's like... <laughs> what the fuck? And then it just yeah. changes the scene. Like she's like, <laughs> like I love yeah. that. I love. What that. I like too is that like that setup. It's it's like what I said before. It's really quiet. Yeah. And these weird things are happening. But one really small detail. But the credits go go on for a really long time. Those opening yes. credits. Yes. I don't know I, why, but I really like that. I like it's the broken like up so title sequence. Nothing, but like I don't know. Really I, I like it. It too. rolls in slowly like fog. You could say yeah. so. You could say. You could say it rolled in like fog. Wow. Oh, a, is that your Holy A24 shit, hat? It is dude. my A24 hat. Yo, you need to flip that around, boy. <laughs> we, got, we got the film We got the film guy here. Film the man. film guy. And let me just he talk about a... Midsummer. I just want... <laughs> <laughs> That's not going anytime soon. Oh, man. Anyways, I'm actually going to embroider some flowers into this. Oh, boy, oh, boy. But yeah, the broken up title sequence, the whole mood of the picture. It, we can't go another minute without talking about John Carpenter's score, the Hell music yeah. of the picture. Yeah. This is one of my favorite of his scores. The, it just adds so much to that atmosphere, the melodies, all the different cues that pop up. And because he has a bigger budget compared to what he did before, there's a lot more variety in the music. If you look back at Precinct 13 or the original Halloween, great scores, but they... It's mostly six or so tracks repeated over the course of the film. But they're still really good. The fog, though, there's a lot of variety in it. Every scene mostly has a dedicated cue to it. And it sounds so good. Very creepy and very menacing. I love it. I w- if I can get it on vinyl, I would. I would just play it day in, day out. You're going to be like, you're going to be like, all the fucking exactly. time. <laughs> exactly. And we're getting a lot of foggy mornings lately. Let's yeah, over. this morning was actually kind of foggy. It was kind of yeah, nice. Yeah, really foggy. Kind of foggy. Some, of it, some haze, but there's some fog in there. Yeah, yeah. Was there another fire? Was there another fire somewhere? I didn't know. I, didn't, I, didn't I check. think we're just getting more from Canada and from California. That Because um, I know it was like, yeah, we were supposed to get some, when did we, we got some on Wednesday, right? Yeah. 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 It was so. supposed to come in on Wednesday, so that was that's that's what yeah. I yeah. Sun was looking real red one of these days. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it was wild. I got a, I got a cool uh, video of the moon. With that was the, yeah, saw that it. Was really good. Yeah. Uh, on the I, on the Black Magic Pocket. I did. I did. I got it on the Black Magic. I have a. Uh, I have a. Oh, fuck. What is this lens? I think it's like a. I think it's like a seventy-five to like. Oh no no, no it's like. It's like an eighty to like a two ten, oh, and then yeah. so since oh, I have photo. a I have a crop sensor, um, oh, yeah. it doubles it. So essentially, I have a four. I have, it's like a four twenty. 
right? Fucking blaze it, right? Um, loose, bro. But uh, yeah, it was. It turned. It turned out really cool. It turned out. Is that a time lapse then, or so the act? I don't know if the Black Magic has a time lapse feature, but I just filmed it, and then I just time remamped, re ramped it by like nine thousand um, percent. How and long then, was that video? Like, how long was that? It was like twenty that... something minutes. Oh, okay. And then I I made it down to like eighteen seconds. Right. Turned out pretty good. Yeah, I, like of that. course, I had to adjust some shit because since I had to, I mean, it's dark, so I had to open my aperture up pretty wide. So yeah, I was sure. getting, I was getting some green, some grain. Um, so it's I just very clean looking. It, I I managed to actually just drop down the con or bump the contrast, and then it pretty much yeah. made everything black in the background. Oh yeah. And so it's, of course I added a beautiful. little bit of color because I wanted it. It looked pale, and I wanted it to look like it actually did, and so. It's pretty yeah. good. It's pretty it's good. A beautiful shot, dude. Thank you. I appreciate beautiful. it, guys. That the cam that camera's amazing. My it's buddies awesome. and I, my buddies and I use that camera to shoot our action movies on. Uh, it's so incredible. It's great. It's great. There's no rolling shutter either. I've noticed, or at oh, least nice. not a lot. Really? I mean, there's. I mean, there's less than my my uh, my Panasonic camera, but oh, yeah. Um, yeah I, I saw in the shot that you were you sent me, Nick. Of where you're panning from one guy to the other, there's no like warping. I mean, there's yeah, a little bit of warping, but there's not a lot. That is that is Ryan's Sony GH5, I think. Oh shit! Oh, oh that makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Absolutely. Beautiful camera, and yeah. it has that monochrome feature built into it. That wasn't post work. He, we shot that in black and white. It looks fantastic. Wow. Did he set it to black and white on his camera? Yeah, it's oh, a monochrome cool. setting, cool. and that's that's the look I wanted. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, a couple trivia facts about the fog here. So, this movie was made as a two-picture deal with John Carpenter and Avco Embassy, the producing company with it. He made this movie, and he got to make Escape from New York with it. A lot of the characters' names are named after filmmakers, specifically ones John Carpenter knew. Tom Atkins' character, his name is Nick Castle, who was the actor that played Michael Myers in Halloween. And Buck Flowers' character, one of the sailors, his name is Tommy Lee Wallace, who was his go-to production editor and production designer. Also, Charles Cipher's character, the weatherman, his name was Dan O'Bannon. He was the writer of Alien and the director of Return of the Living Dead. So there's a lot of neat Easter eggs. There's a couple neat Easter eggs in there. Oh, yeah, also the store clerk in the beginning who takes the orange juice from the rack. Yeah, and he puts it back on. Like, what a fucking douchebag, dude. I hope he got fucking killed. No, he couldn't. They had their six. They got that their deserves six. death. Oh, or actually, you know, kind of a theory that I just started thinking about lately. So, like, oh, it's they your, got their it's your six. theory? Yeah, my theory. <laughs> okay. I don't, know, I don't know if anyone else has thought this, but... So, the town is now haunted by these dead sailors. They got their six this year. I like to think the town is forever cursed, and they'll take six people every so often because... Because curse, I like to think that every subsequent every year they'll so take. Years? No, just no. Well, so this oh, this whole thing happens on the hundredth anniversary of the town, and they want six people killed as tribute for the six conspirators that shipwrecked them. So I like to think they got their six on this night, the night of the movie storyline, and then after the movie, after the credits roll, I I like to think the story goes that they. That the town now knows this fog has malicious intent. It comes for them. 
And every so year, they're gonna be the ghosts are gonna be looking for six tributes, six sacrifices. So, do you think that they just are like, all right, who's the fucking town drunk? Let's send his ass out there. We don't need him. Or like, I don't know, who's got the who's at, got the gimp leg or some shit? You know, some, uh, you know, you never know because they eventually they found the gold cross in the church. It's the melted down gold that the that the conspirators took. from the doubloons. In- from the doubloons. Yeah. And even when Father Malone gives it back, they still come back and kill him as the final six kill. Mm-hmm. So not even that will stop him. It's not the gold that they matter so much. It's just pure revenge. The ghosts just want revenge. I like how they kind of left it with, like, oh, shit, they're leaving before they got their sixth sacrifice. Holy shit. And then at the end, it's like, nope, fucking fuck the priest. <laughs> like, get Dude, his that, that shot... When yeah. you see him with his scythe come up and his red glowing eyes. The sword, you, yeah. That, that's such a good shot. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was it. so good. Uh, again, you see some detail has... in the face. Yeah, I like, like the I like the little... Like, just the little bit of sword coming out. Yeah. Like, hey, look at the sword, bitch, you know? Yeah. I just like Holbrook's <laughs> look as, a, as an old elderly priest. He just got a great look to him, and him just squaring off with the ghost with that giant gold cross he's hugging, just... I don't, it's a cool look. It feels like a retro Hammer Studios esque old gothic horror look to it. I just I just love it. I just love it so much. I yeah. wanna I, I wanna I wanna note one I wanna say something now that I'm realizing it. I don't wanna talk about Midsummer. <laughs> okay. I wanna I think I'm gonna do I'm either I'm actually either gonna do Suspiria or I'm gonna do the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Oh. oh, dude. Okay. So we, we should do Caligari, really man. But I haven't seen I I've seen Caligari, but I haven't seen Suspiria. Well, I haven't seen Caligari. Well, both both would be good choices, Chase. Uh, either one would be great. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, I think I could gush about the fog for a week, maybe a month, because I love this it is, so much. This is definitely a film I want to own. I and feel like, like watch and not. Yeah, you I want to I want to watch it again. Yeah. You you in particular, Victor, because as long as I've known you, your carpenter taste has been kind of I don't think you've been kind of soul on it. I mean you Oh no. You I... pre- well, okay, let me Continue, just, continue. Look, yeah. just from retaining memory here, you you thought Precinct thirteen was meh. You thought Halloween was great, but not amazing. I thought it was you okay. Lo- you loved the thing and you enjoyed they live. Uh, I've since last year I viewed Mouth of Madness, which I thought was great. Okay. Got and um, Prince of Darkness, which I thought was pretty good. I, okay, I, I yeah, thought yeah. this was good. Um, yes. But and then they live like I thought that was wonderful. So like most of his filmography that I've seen so far, I like really enjoy. Okay. But okay. like for some reason Halloween, I was just like, maybe it's just because it's earlier, bit of an earlier film, right? Maybe. I don't know, but was... I think overall I do enjoy his work. So okay, well I figured the fog it might have pertained to your. Uh, no, taste I do like this movie bit. a lot. I like it a lot. That's what I was. Yeah. That's what I was hoping for because it's more yeah. chill. It it goes goes hard for the atmosphere more. I like There's the not... thing. I like the thing a lot. Okay. Yeah. There. Yeah. There. I I liked it a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I was just saying, Victor and I we've been we've known each other quite a while, and I'm just getting to know his end of movie liking spectrum. Yeah, <laughs> you. I'm still working on Buster. My movie liking spectrum yeah. is uh, definitely a spectrum. It changes. <laughs> it changes, yeah. man. 
I sure. I usually have to watch movies twice to really fully um, think about them or like fully process mm-hmm. them. So like whenever I go see a movie in the theaters, I will go see it twice. Mm. So I just I'm like okay, this is gonna cost me twenty bucks to go see it now or like not twenty because I, I I used to work in a movie theater, so I'm like okay, this will cost me a, one ticket, and then I'll go next week and go see it again. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I miss going multiple times to a movie. Yeah. I, I used to. I miss going to a fucking movie. Shut up, Victor. Shut up, I, Victor. Don't even say I anything. Would... You went to a movie, you asshole. All right. Well, that was just the one time. I'm not gonna go again. Yeah. Until... It's irresponsible. Press X to doubt. Yeah. <laughs> doubt what? Detective Cole Phelps on the scene. What is he here for? He's here to question your litigation and credibility in that statement. Yeah, I, I, uh, I want to, yeah, I, I, I want to watch this again. I would love to yeah. watch it again. I think it is different. Above all, it is different than the shit we're getting nowadays. When you look at something, either the trashiest of Bloomhouse or the artsiest from A24, and all in between, the trashies of Bloomhouse. Yeah, like the trash movies Bloomhouse puts out. They like, they put out great movies, but like, they also put out they put out really terrible shit like Truth or Dare or Fantasy Island. Truth or Dare was kind of fucking good. No, I kind of wanted to see it to be honest. I oh no, 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 no! I'm thinking of Would You Rather. I'm thinking of Would You Rather. Uh, I don't even like Which that. One was that? That was ridiculous. Would you, Would you Rather is the one with uh, fucking Jeffrey God. Combs. And uh, and Britney Snow. Britney Snow, yeah. So and it's 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 pretty good. I liked it. But I don't know. I, I couldn't buy into it. It was ridiculous. I was gonna say Bloomhouse also brought Get Out as well. Oh, I didn't see that. No, and I'm, also Us, which is fucking. They're both fan. I mean, it's also that's Jordan Peele though. So like, yeah. Here's that's what I'm saying. They they bring out really amazing films, but they also they're also a factory. They bring out shit like The Gallows, Sinister Two. Fucking the purge movies that aren't purge anarchy, and even purge anarchy is pushing it a bit. I uh, I don't. The I, purge movies are stupid. Well, I like the purge anarchy because Frank Grillo and they're in the city. They they shoot. There's a lot more going on. But anyway, that regardless, what I'm trying to say is Carpenter's Carpenter's films. They it was a di- it's a different brand of horror. Horror back then is way different than it is now. It, it doesn't yeah. go for gore. It doesn't rely on stupid tropes. It's not about teenagers trying to get wasted and screw each other on a paid vacation. It's it's straight. Wait, that's what point. all. That's what. Hang on, Nick. I I you're contradicting yourself because Friday the Thirteenth is literally about teenagers at camp fucking each other and being killed no, by Jason. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying Carpenters. Okay, okay. I was gonna say, I was like, I was like, wait, the 1980s, that's all it was about. Was teenagers having sex and then getting killed with machetes and shit. Well, even the, even the gore focused schlock like Friday the 13th, that's different. That's a different type of horror than what we get now. Nowadays, even, even like the original Texas Chainsaw, too. Which, yeah, Texas what, Chainsaw, what the original is, Texas Chainsaw is my favorite horror movie. I was so. thinking about doing that for my episode, possibly because I haven't seen okay, it. Okay, I own it, it's... so if you wanna if you wanna borrow it, let me know. Yeah, I got the Ryan's director's got edition it. on Blu-ray. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. Basically, the point is what I'm trying to basically. say is Carpenter doesn't go all in for gore and stupidness. He goes for the old school suspense that drove 
classic chillers of his youth and others of his generation. In most of his movies. In most of his movies. Yeah. So that's someone like you, Chase, not proficient in horror movies, has 80, requires a lot of moving parts to keep your attention. Yeah. And my dumb fucking stupid gooey brain. Gooey brain. Faster pace, stuff like that. People like you are. Goblin gamer brain. You got it. (laughs) Gamer brain, yeah. Oh, man. It doesn't. Carpenter's Carpenter's horror doesn't register quite the same for a lot of. For the most casual of modern moviegoers. I mean, not saying you're part of that group, but. No, I'm definitely a casual horror moviegoer. I don't like horror movies. (laughs) Like, straight up. Yeah. (laughs) but that that's my point it's just different it's just different it was made in a different era and yeah. it, re- it requires a different state of mind when watching it you're not going to get cheap PG-13 deaths jump scare jump scares on the I, constant i do and, yeah and I annoying and annoying young actors no you're going to get long you're going to get long stretches of nothing that eventually builds up to like a tightening guitar string to something off the wall and chaotic mm-hmm. I I think I I think that the the current age of of jump scare horror films are on their way out. They better be. Um because I mean other than like something like something that's like like the first insidious movie is fantastic, but it's now it overstayed its fucking welcome. It's like we yeah. don't care anymore. No yeah, at least that- at least I I normal people who are like Maybe I'll watch a scary movie if it's really fucking good and it's terrifying and it's also like well performed and The Conjuring is one of those movies where I'm like, this is fantastic, and yeah, I just everything else like oh Annabelle, Insidious three, Insidious seventeen, like I don't give a fuck anymore. A lot of people don't yeah. care anymore. Well, Dude, funny well, you mention those two movies because James Wan is an actual good director. No, I agree. And... I absolutely agree. But I think that he's uh, driving his franchise into the ground. He's well, beating. He's, the, direct... he's he's beating the dead horse, but he's not going to stop beating the dead horse until it stops spitting out money. Well, he's Bo not Burnham. directing those later he installments. He produces them. He's off doing Aquaman movies now, which was pretty good. It I like Aquaman. I like yeah. pretty. Good. I like I liked Aquaman. <laughs> it, was, it was actually yeah. it was actually kind of fun. It yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> he also got. Yeah, it, that also highlights. He also got a key, a certain amount of modern filmmakers that know how to produce quality horror content or genre content. Look at Lee Whannell, what he did with Upgrade and the rate and the reboot of The Invisible Man. Incredible, incredible mm, work. I haven't he seen did. that yet. I haven't seen Which that one? yet. That's good. The, the Invisible really good. Man or Upgrade. I haven't seen no. either of them yet. See them both. Upgrades on both. Netflix, right? Pretty no. sure. It's no. on something. I saw it streaming somewhere. Find it. Think, watch it. Prime. Love it. Prime. I uh, But I haven't seen The Invisible Man. I've been wanting to. I love The Invisible Man. Is it terrifying? Is it really scary? It, it's so scary, dude. Fuck it's got yeah. some good it, scares. It's pretty th- thrilling. It, it's a movie where the dead space of the frame is scary. Because you never know what's in there. You never know what's in there. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's I like great. That. That's spooky. Lost spook vibes, Spooktober. Hey, hey. hey maybe. Spookies. Yeah. So, yeah, I think <laughs> I think I got pretty much all of my gush for the fog out. Do you guys have anything left to say? I know Chase doesn't. Do you have anything left to say, Victor? <laughs> I, 
I I will say that talking about the movie makes me enjoy it more. Mm -hmm. Um, again, I do want to watch it again, so I'm not giving it. I'm I'm in my rating. You'll understand my my rating. Sure, sure, yeah. So yeah, Uh, yeah. So on that note, let's let the ratings fly and let's lock up this puppy. Start us off. Start us off. Uh, me, I'll give this a solid four. A solid four. I'm part of the crowd that thinks really highly of this movie in regards to the other Carpenter classics. It may not have the deepest characters, and it may not have the most intricate storyline, but the atmosphere is on point. It's a beautiful-looking movie. Camera work is great. Special effects do their job well. And it's got a really likable cast that play off each other wonderfully. It's a great to-the-point ghost story that doesn't bullshit around. It knows what to do in regards to building tension and suspense while leaving some, uh, something up for interpretation. I think uh, I think I'm gonna go with a. I think I'm gonna go with a four as well. Honestly, I was really digging this film. Ow. Um Yeah, cool. there's something about his movies where it's like, I don't always love them, but like, damn, you just can't deny some of that yeah. skill going in. But like, I think first and foremost, the atmosphere here is right on point. Um, it's a great ghost story, like. The ghosts themselves are very insidious and creepy. Like, just seeing their silhouettes in that reveal scene and yeah. seeing that ship come through, like, loved it. Um, and, yeah, like, while um, while there's not, like, a much that happens, it still manages to, like, it still manages to keep me really invested and, like, yeah, loving it. So, yeah, yeah. I, very, very I like good. what... I like what you said earlier, like Carpenter's movies for some people or Carpenter's movies have something about them that just keep you engaged. Even his worst movies, even his worst movies can be really, I will, I would agree with that as well. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of this movie, but I can tell that there's that this director is something fucking special. I I feel like it's because like his like main, the main, the concept is always different. Like, with they live you have these glasses that will show you like <laughs> Such a what's really going weird on premise dude <laughs> you I have the thing it, with like this like who done it oh, like God. who's the bad guy and then like this movie you have this mysterious fog you have you know this concepts are really yeah solid like they're mm-hmm. really good really are yeah, yeah so I, yeah, I think that really helps for yeah. sure um i'm uh i'm going to i'm going to give it a 3 and I'm giving it a three because that's as medium as I could go. Um, two and a half felt too low, and and four or and three and a half felt too high for me. I the middle of the second act I was completely lost. Um, the because no no nothing really happens. It's just the characters talking, and I'm not a big talkier movie guy like. Linklater movies, I can't fucking stand. And this I know guy. I was gonna say I'm like this a Victor. Guy. I'm like those are Victor's favorites. I bet Boyhood's like top ten for you, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. School I think Rock, Boyhood is fucking even... terrible. <laughs> what about the School of Rock though? School of Rock is an exception. I love very... School of Rock. There you school go. of Rock is very have you good. Seen school... Have you seen School of Rock, Victor? 
it's been like 20 years. You're going to borrow it. You're going to borrow it's it from really, me. It's really good. Watch I watched it. it last year and I'm like, God, this is still fucking great. Jack Black, when he was like before, he was like it's, essentially it's Jack Black. Like, it was great. It was Jack Black, I would no, say, this was prime. It's prime Jack Black. Yeah. It's the best Jack Black. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but anyways, I was, I, I'm, I'm giving it a three because uh, the second the second act lost me. The first act, so much. I, I like the subtleness of it in the beginning when the fog first shows up and all the weird shit's happening. Um and and the and the town is kind of reacting to it. I think that was super cool. I wanted to see more of that. Um, and then of course that openings the the scene with them showing up um, is a fucking gorgeous scene. The them them taking taking them down one by one is super cool. Um, I do think that they're they're a little. I think it could have they could have done with a little more sound effects, like a little bit of like a more of like a a crunchier gooier sound effect if you know what i mean like just Perhaps. just a little bit like i'm not I, it doesn't ruin it for me but i'm like okay this could have been louder you know um yeah. kills or? the the kills like like the the stab sounds are just a little right. like which uh, honestly that's probably what a fucking stab would sound like but i'm thinking like a like you know fucking the movies yeah, yeah. you gotta exaggerate a little bit so yeah. um but uh, and then you the know, third, the third act, I, I, I was, I was glued. I was like, this is, this is sweet. Um, I'm liking everything that's going down the, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it, but that second act is just so long and daunting for me that I just couldn't, I couldn't look past it. Um, but I do want to give this another shot. This isn't a three stars. Never watch it again. This is a three stars. Maybe, maybe I watch it when I am intoxicated. So Maybe I'll like it better then. That's fine. Might be. It I might like be. It. But I do agree. This does seem like a movie where it's like it's a rainy day. Maybe oh. you're you're sick. Your tummy hurts. Like oh, oh I want a bowl of chicken noodle soup and some crackers and watch the fog. Like dude, this movie wants me. This movie makes me want to be sick. Like I, I wanna know. Go cold right now. <laughs> I I'm know. I'm like, like <laughs> sit outside, put my face in the freezer, and I'm like, please, please. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> but um, yeah. So That's I give good. it. I give it a. Um. Yeah, I give it three uh, broken generators out of five. <laughs> Sweet. Cool. I'll yeah, uh me it's uh it's four sexy lady DJs out of five. Four sexy lady DJs. Uh I yeah. give it four no. meat hooks. Four meat five. hooks. Yeah. You know, what's actually, you know what's interesting? Uh the those gore the gore scenes were added after the first rough cut was made. Oh wow Carpenter Carpenter didn't like how the movie was shaping up in the first rough cuts, so we went and added some stuff. The the gory kills were one thing, and also the opening monologue was it. He needed really? someone to set the stage, so he added the monologue. I like got, it. I think it works. It oh, really yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. Ties it together. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Kills or not, I I, I also enjoy just watching movies. I could I could just watch a whole movie of Charles Cyphers trying to pick up Adrian Barbeau over the phone. It's just so funny and entertaining. Yeah, I, it's that kind of. It's comforting. It's very. It's comfort food cinema, and honestly, it's really relatable for me. Anytime I feel like I want to write a horror movie, I always go back to this one because the imagery of the docks and the Bayside towns area. It, it reminds me all the times I go to Edmonds or the vacations I took to CQ. It's just that vibe it projects. Like thinking, I live right next to that, and I could just write out something 
takes place in that. And, and film I feel it. the feeling of this. Yeah. Yep. Dude, we should take a trip to Anacortis at night. Let's do it. Wow. Let's do <laughs> okay. it. Because that, that, that town gives me a pretty... Like, geography-wise, it looks a little different. Anacortis like is fucking creepy. Uh, but... I, I think Port... Have you been... Have you... You guys have driven to uh, Port Townsend or Port Angeles? No, I don't think yeah. so. So, well... I, I, I've driven through it. I drove through it to get to CQ. Okay, so when you get off... Do you take the Edmonds Ferry? Uh... Or do you take I the Muckle Teo? I think we take Muckle Teo because okay. there's a long white road we have to walk, I remember. Okay, so in... in at least from from where I go from uh, to go, my grandma lives on uh, lives in Port Townsend, um, or like really like twenty minutes out of Port Townsend, yeah. um, and uh, so we have to take the Edmonds Ferry. But there's this little town right after Kingston called Port Gamble, and it's a little logging town. It's so fucking creepy because <laughs> there's no one there. It's like it's a fake town. It's weird. You never Port see Port Gamble. You never see anyone outside of their houses. All the houses look exactly the same except for color. There's like a a brewery which you don't see anyone in. There's a church that no one's ever in. Like I've driven past on a Sunday fucking morning and there's no one at this church. Oh, and I was like I'm like there's no way this is a real place. There's no way that this is a real place. And so, like, I really, if I was, like, if I was to shoot a horror film, I would love to shoot it at Port Gamble. But, um, I I don't know if I, you know, I don't think I want to shoot a horror film because I'm not a big horror fan. So, it would be, like, it would be, like, someone would be, like, oh, yeah, I like, you know, fuck it. You know, I'll try it. And then it ends up being shit. (laughs) Or watch it end up being great and I'm, like, now a horror director. Fuck, dude, that would suck. Dude, it could happen. That would suck. All the all the greats have broken the mold. They've branched out. Carpenter branched out. Sam Raimi branched out. I want to do sci-fi. I want to do sci-fi. There you go. John Carpenter did sci-fi. Yeah. You, there is hope for you yet. <laughs> if you do horror. I don't want to do horror. I'm gonna be honest. Do it. Do I do want to do one. I do at least want to do one. I want to well, do a. I want to do a fucking slasher film. Yeah, I was gonna say the whole Washington's film community is. Really horror centric. Every filmmaker I've talked to works on horror movies at some point. So, I would love to work on one. I bet that would be super fun. Yes. You gotta get really creative and like like fake blood and guts and stuff would yeah, be so yeah. fun to I work got a, I got a zombie movie written of that's just waiting to get produced. Let's I'm do sure it. of. Let's do it. I, I want I want I do actually want uh Victor for the short film that I'm writing right now. Huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> I do. I want you okay. to. There's this guy. Have you read my script yet? No, I have not yet. Sorry. Yeah, because I'm none sorry. of you guys are my fucking friends, apparently. So, Ryan's <laughs> read it. Ryan's already given me feedback. I didn't know it was in the Google Drive, bro. I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. But anyway, you, there's this character. There's this alien character named Edgar, and he's just blue. <laughs> he's just a blue guy, and he just eats a jar of mayonnaise. Wonderful. And I would, I'm not going to make you eat mayonnaise, but I would, I would clean it and make you eat, like, I would fill it with, like, fucking cream or like vanilla yogurt or some shit. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was, I was like, I was like, oh, I'd be your guy to eat the vanilla. Oh, yeah, I'd be your guy. That's what I'm saying. I'm your guy. Yeah. Eating anything. Yeah. (laughs) But so essentially, you're just like, like, eating it. (laughs) Okay. So, I like it. <laughs> yeah, I. I'm there. I'm. I'm, there. I'm starting to. I went with a with a 
We should we should wrap up first, and then I'll I'll yeah. explain more. Okay, yeah. Do we have any questions? Did anyone? We, we have, have question? one question. One we question. have one question. One question. Uh, this is from this is from Jordan. Okay. Jordan. Jordan. My sister Jordan. Yeah. Jordan Belforge. Oh, your sister. Jo- uh, is this is this Jordan Martin? Jordan Ainsley. Jordan. Or, Ainsley. Sorry, Jordan. Jordan. Uh, Jordan Mossman. Now. Jordan Mossman. Oh, she got married. She, she got married. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah. Jordan. Congratulations. Love Congratulations. It. So she asks, um, if you can own any prop from the film, what would it be? From the movie we watched? I think so. I think that's what she was going for, yeah. Oh, boy. Either the Golden Cross or the journal. Jamie Lee Curtis. (laughs) She said prop, dude. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, that's rich. Well, oh, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't well, if we're going know. off that, if we're going off of that, I, I would say Adrian Barbeau easily. You in this Adrian. Nineteen eight. Nineteen eighty. Adrian Barbeau. She's a babe, bro. A you ever babe. see Swamp Thing? She's a babe. You ever see Swamp Thing? Nope. It clearly shows. Go watch Swamp Thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm not denying she's she's hot, but like. <laughs> I'm not You're like, a, yeah. she's no Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, I'd take Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis now. Okay. Not yeah. going to lie. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, yeah. No, yeah. And real, realistically, Jamie Lee aged better than Adrian. But that's just because genetics. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, that's just because, like, you know, genetics. <laughs> no, no, yeah. J- Jamie Lee, even now, is pretty great. But 1980 Adrian Barbeau. Is- okay, but what actual prop would you take? I, I said the cross or the journal. The cross. I literally can't think of anything I would take. Um, maybe the fucking the the board that catches on fire. Oh, oh, you know what I would that. take? I would take the fucking orange juice that man's drink. <laughs> <laughs> I would take that orange juice. What? You wouldn't even you wouldn't drink it. You just put it in a no. I drink it. No, I drink it. I I drink it. Okay. I drink. Okay. It. I would, I, would, gotten... I would take the DJ's microphone. It was a nice mic. It was a yeah. Or the Golden Cross. Or Yeah, it was very nice looking. Or the Golden good... Cross. Golden I Cross would be sweet. I liked her setup. I would love... DJing would be pretty cool. I in a lighthouse, too? Yeah. Like, in a lighthouse. I've been that's, thinking... a, that's a mood and a half. Dude. I've been thinking about starting a pirate radio station. I mean, no, oh. I haven't. I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, I haven't. <laughs> Yeah, I got this ham radio here that's not being used at all. I can do it to all the fucking the, the fucking truck drivers. Yeah. I was looking at that at one point. Yeah, I me think too. It's kind I was of a pain in the ass to set up, but it, I think you should look into it. I was I'm, looking to buying a radio too. Right, Victor, I was looking to buying a radio too. We got if we both got radio sets and got frequencies, if we took a frequency for ourselves, we we would need to use the cell phone. It'd be perfect. With our own like late night chat, like the three yeah. of us, that'd be sick. Dude. <laughs> this is a yeah. this is this is Alpha Hawk calling for uh, for uh, McCann Man over. <laughs> like this is McCann Man. Go ahead, Alpha Hawk over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't be Alpha I'd Hawk. Be, I'd be Young I mean, Asthma I, or Chasey Coon. Why Why would you be uh, Jim Orbit or whatever? Jim Orbit. Who the fuck is that? We were just talking about Jim Orbit, Jack Quasar, whatever the fuck, character from your movie. Oh, fucking uh, Jack Proto. Yeah, be Jack Proto. <laughs> nah, Jack Proto is a 
Jack Pro. He's going to be in this in in my. We'll 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 get there. We'll we'll get there. Okay. So thank you for the question, Jordan. Yep, yeah. Congrats you. on on getting fucking married. That's tight. She's been, she's been married for a year. Oh. Yeah, what the fuck, Victor? Why didn't you? You didn't tell me <laughs> that earlier. Congrats getting married a fucking year ago. Like it was like September. It's, so, I guess that. Yeah, that's a year. Yeah, it's more than a year. Congrats. Are they having a baby Whoops. yet? No. Is she expecting? Because uh, that would be dope. No, be no, like, no. Unless I just spoiled it, and it's like actually, <laughs> like change well, the know. color, change the color to pink if it's a boy. I mean, girl, and like you know. <laughs> I got my remote. I'm like, oh, the hey, spoiler. I'm sure. I'm sure plans. You know, who knows? Yeah, who knows cool. what the future holds? Hey, you know what? I'm not going to. I don't want it in your fucking business. Ho- I don't want it in your business. Whatever the future holds for Jordan and husband, we wish you the best of luck, and yeah. we thank you for your question above all. Shout yeah. out Jordan Aaron Mossman. Shout Boom. out! Shout out! Shout her out! Shout uh, out! Shout Boom. out! Shout out! Uh, Chief Keith. Shout out. People keep on shout saying out. Chief Keefe ain't dope. Chief Keefe ain't this. Chief Keefe, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> to my wife and all my sweethearts, may they never Chief meet. Chief Keefe this. Chief Keefe that. Shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, um, I think that's the episode. Next hey. week, we have a special guest who's not been on the show before. Is that correct? Yes, right? that is right? correct. She has, she has submitted suggestions for us, but we have her now to guest star on the program and cool. she's bringing us a couple films right yeah she may bring us a film may not be a short film i might just one of us Terrible. might just pick up something but i don't know we'll wait and see but she's got something for us I cool what well, do we know what it is no not yet oh okay well it's in a week what it's a surprise anyway thanks for watching bye we oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, hold on. No, hold on. Th- <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Thank you for watching. Follow us at Respected Sites. Victor, what are they? All right. We got Apple Podcasts. If you're on there, um, make sure you leave a little review, a little nice uh, nice review there. That would be great. Um, <laughs> tell them, tell us uh, all, uh, tell us what you think of our show. Tell us that you hate us. Tell us that. Yeah, if, you, uh, if yeah. you're on there. Press, still press. If you're on there, just it'd be cool if you could leave us a review. Um, yeah. We're on Spotify, Google, Amazon, whatever. And then we're on Share us Instagram. around. If yeah, we're getting we're on... recognized in Australia, it must mean we're doing something right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I would say. And then we're on Twitter and, and Instagram, Facebook, reviews from the West. So make sure you're following us. Uh, send us questions, whatever. Please. Please. Send us fan art if you want to do fan art. No one's gonna do it, but send send us fan art. I'll do it. fan art. What what is there to what is there to fan art? Honestly? They could draw us. What are you talking about? Yeah. Or they could draw you hating women. And they could draw you hating eighties movies. That would be pretty fucking hard to draw, but yeah. No, it's like <laughs> instead of a book burning, it's just a stack of VHS tapes with Breakfast Club and I love Breakfast Club. And every any got and Godzilla versus Biollante. I Tango haven't seen and that, Cat. so I don't know. I have all of them. They're '80s movies by well, proxy. Yeah, but it's a monster it. movie. It's different, and it's fucking. It's a Japanese monster movie too. Okay, fine. Maybe we'll do. A, I would love to do Godzilla movies. Shin Godzilla would be fucking tight. Have you seen it yet, Victor? Oh yeah. Oh god, so good. That's great. Him, me, yeah. and Ryan saw it the one week it was in the U.S. Oh, I got it. I got it for I. I my, in my five dollar bin, it was there for five dollars. Damn. 
I know. Dang I was yourself. pumped. I only need one more Godzilla movie, and then I have all of them. Oh, wow. I don't have. I don't oh. have. Uh, what King of Monsters is that the newest one? Yes. I don't King have that. Monsters. I don't have that one. I have. I have two twenty fourteen's Godzilla, which is fucking great. It's dope. I but, love that one. But then Fantastic. I have. I have that book. I have the thing that that Ryan has. Yeah. Oh, the, the Criterion Showa yeah. collection. Yeah, I got that for Christmas. Victor and Ryan got that shit for me for Christmas. Nice. You guys are crazy, but I love it. Yeah, good friends. Good friends. Good fucking friends. Moral of the story, get some good fucking friends in your anyway, life. Anyway, 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 anyway. Victor, <laughs> let's, let's let's wrap it up. Yes, yeah, so I just plugged everything. Hopefully you're listening. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is our October little special. First year yeah. we're doing it. and uh, On the 30th, we should dress up. Which would yeah. be, which would be, end up being November 2nd? 1st? I, I might, we might play around with it. Like, maybe we'll, well, See you can't if we record can... on... We'll figure it out. We'll figure yeah, it out. we'll figure it out. But I'd like to keep it in October. Yeah. So, anyways, that's it. Um, that's thanks for it. listening, everyone. We love and, every uh, each and one of your eyes and ears watching and listening to us. So do it again said. next week. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.